I want to um, just take an opportunity to pray over my brother Steve Come on, pray and, and be with him get so he can get up here and start to preach right, and I'll right, get out of his right, way. Good. But uh, great pastor here and you guys are going to be blessed by his message uh, this morning. And um, this is Pastor Appreciation Month, brother, so I'm going to appreciate you. I appreciate you Thank too. you for what you do. Thank you for All stepping right. in and helping me and always being supportive. And um, yeah, bless these people All for right. us this All morning. Right. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for your uh, love, grace, and mercy towards each one of us. And thank you, God, for Pastor Steve that you called him here um, to lead this church and to lead this body this morning in particular. You have placed the message on his heart. You have anointed his lips and his mind to be able to deliver that message. And now may our hearts be prepared to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Amen. Let's make a deal. Anybody remember that show? Let's make a deal. I can remember when I would get sick and stay home from school and watch The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal and all those fun game shows. Those people get all excited. Let's make a deal. You guys like deals? You like good deals? You like to find deals? Go through the racks, look for those cowboy jerseys that are 50% off, looking for things. My wife and I, we like to look for deals. And a couple weeks ago, we were driving by those dangerous stores that say outlet. Outlet. So we stopped at the outlet, and I have a speech that I give to my wife many times. The outcome is usually the same, but the speech is, we are only looking. We are only looking. We went into this outlet. I'm not going to tell you what the items were because I don't want to give it away, but we're looking around, and in the back, in those corners in the back, they put that deadly sign, clearance. And in the back was this beautiful bookcase, beautiful big bookcases. And besides God, my wife, my kids, and country, and food, the next thing I love on my list is books. I love books. And if you've got a lot of books, you need a lot of bookcases. Here was a bookcase that was 95% off. I'm not going to tell you the original price. I'm not going to tell you what the selling price was. All I know is that 10 minutes after I told my wife, we're only looking, I was buying a bookcase because it was such a great deal. So we like to watch these shows. I know maybe you've seen on TV Storage Wars where they buy those storage units and then Usually 95% of it's garbage, but once in a while they hit gold and find something great, or flea market flip. You know, you go to flea markets, look. Let's make a deal. Now, the interesting thing about this sermon, um, I started writing it a few weeks ago. I did not know that last Saturday, Monty Hall would pass away. So I'm going to read a little of his biography. Monty Hall, the host and co-creator, I didn't know he was the co-creator of the show, Let's Make a Deal, 
on which contestants in crazy costumes would screech and jump and leap. Remember how excited they were? Remember? To get his attention so they could make a deal? To see if they could win a big prize, died at his home in Beverly Hills, California on Saturday, September 30. Now fasten your seatbelts. He was 96 years old. Maybe there's something healthy about giving stuff away and making people happy. And 96 years old. He was the co-creator, longtime host of this show, which began in 1963. And it's still in syndication. Or you can go on YouTube or, you know, watch it. One of the highlights of the program involves asking a contestant, you guys remember this, you could choose between three closed doors. Behind one of them, there usually was a great prize, a, a furniture or a car or something else. Sometimes behind the, behind the other door would be a donkey or a cow or a bird or a pile of garbage. And contestants had to say, do I want to make a deal? He began his duties in 1963. And at the end of the show, they would have the two biggest winners were given a shot for the big deal the big curtain deals. They could trade what they had won for a chance to go after something maybe bigger, a car, $15,000 in cash, a boat. Sometimes they were lucky, sometimes they were not. But Mr. Hall was the one who was always offering them a deal. I want to say to you this morning that God wants to make a deal with you. Before I get to his deal, let me just talk to you a second. How many of us have made deals with God? I have done them. I'm not going to tell you all of them. Then the bigger question is how many of us have kept our deals with God? Oh, if you help me pass this Greek test that I didn't study for, I will serve you forever. We've made deals with God. But God wants to make a deal with you. And I want us to go in Scripture to Isaiah 61. It is a very familiar chapter. Pastor Bernie, this is the chapter that Jesus, when he got up in the synagogue, he read this chapter to announce that he was the Messiah. I am here, and here's what I have to offer. And how can you reject this? So we go to Isaiah 61, verse 1. So Jesus gets up in the synagogue, and he says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Now, you know the, the Greek word for anointed one is Christ, and the Hebrew word for anointed one is Messiah. So he's basically saying, I'm the Messiah. I'm God. I'm the anointed one. And here's the deal I'm bringing to you. And he's offering it to you and I today. Here we go. To preach good tidings to the poor. If you're poor in spirit or financially or whatever way, I've got good news for you. You want to trade your poverty for my good news? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. My heart's got some little broken pieces. 
We all have a story journey. I'm sure there are people here today that are carrying a broken heart. There are people in the hospital now with their loved ones that are about ready to pass away. Pastor Kaylin went and anointed someone just this morning. Jesus says, I have come to heal your broken heart. You have a broken heart? Trade it for my healing powers. And I've come to proclaim liberty to the captives. Anybody feel enslaved by anything? Anybody feel beat down by anything? God says, I will give you freedom for your captivity. And I will open prison to those who are bound. That's some good news, man. That's gospel. You would think a crowd would be happy to hear that. They were not. We know that story. They were not. They didn't hear what he was saying. They just heard him say, I'm the Messiah. And they went crazy. So he said in verse 2, I've come to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So here's the deal. And to proclaim the day of vengeance of our God. I tell you, I'm ready for some justice. Are you? I'm tired of evil kicking us in the face. I'm tired of us, this world being beat down. I can, I can use a day of vengeance. I can use a day of justice. I can, I can use the second coming. You know, we were here last week. A lot of crazy stuff happened this week. We're back here. One week we're going to be here, and then next week we're going to be there. One of these times, okay? He says, the day of vengeance of our God I've come to proclaim to comfort all who mourn. He says in verse 3, I've come to console those who mourn in Zion. Anybody in Zion here mourning today? Carrying some sadness, some pain, some hurt to you? And here's the phrase I love in here. I have come to give them beauty for ashes. And if your life is in an ash heap, if, if you're suffering, if you're in pain, God says, you know what, I'll, I can take your ashes and make something beautiful out of it. I'm here to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. He's ready to, he'll make a deal. Beauty, ashes, joy, mourning, and how about this? We just did this singing this morning. The garment of praise for your spirit of heaviness. I'm not going to go into a lot of stories. I'm just going to say there have been times in my life where life has felt very heavy, very despondent, very down, where I don't see how you're going to get me out of this, God. And you know what? Somehow... God comes through. I'll trade you your spirit of heaviness for a garment of, garment of praise. I say, let's make a deal. You want to make a deal? I'm going to trade. That my people may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they may be glorified. Jesus basically coming to you today and to them in the synagogue back then and saying, I've got good news for you. I am the Messiah. I am the anointed one. I can take care of whatever you're going through 
if you're willing to give it to me. He says in verse four, and they shall rebuild the old ruins, you know, they shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. I mean, we, we see it playing out before us today. We see islands, cities, countries, states, desolation. Puerto Rico is in desolation. St. Thomas is in desolation, wiped out. He said, I'm going to help rebuild this. And he says, the desolations of many generations. He says, strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you, okay, church, here's what he's willing to give you to trade for all your problems. But you shall be called, named the priests of the Lord. Bernie, I don't see a gender differential there. Do you? Talking to the crowd. You shall be called the servants of the of our God. And here's the thing about priests, all of us, if we're going to be priests, all of us, we are going to be servants. We're going to be helping each other. If we're helping each other, if we're caring for each other, if we're loving for each other, if we're stopping to listen for each other, you, I, everyone here can be a priest, a servant in the house of the Lord. You want that? Amen. He says, I will make you servants of our God you know I like this text. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. Amen. And in their glory, you shall boast. And here's another trade. Man, he's trading a lot here. Instead of your shame, if you've got shame about anything today, guilt today, a lot of people talk to me about their, their guilt and they can't believe God can forgive them and they've just been too bad. Well, I got good news for you. God, Jesus, is willing to forgive anything, anything. That's the gospel. He is willing to forgive. And some people just can't believe it. He says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. That's a good deal. And instead of your confusion, you shall rejoice in their portion. And in their land, they shall possess double everlasting joy shall be theirs and yours. In our desolation, in our pain, in our suffering, when we stand at the grave of a loved one, we don't feel good, but we can still have joy because of what God will do for us. He says, everlasting joy shall be theirs. I will take that. I will trade for that. Okay, Jesus, God, what do you think here? Verse 8, for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery. Saw a video on YouTube during the hurricane in Florida. An older lady was on one of her motorized what do you call those? I don't want to call them a go-kart. Scooter, scooter. Thank you, Pastor Bernie. She was on one of her motorized scooters in the grocery store going down the aisle. She reached over to get something, and a person came by and took her purse. 
ooh, you know what? God says, I hate robbery. I love justice. He says, I will direct your work in the truth and I will make with them an everlasting covenant. Okay, here's the deal. We promise God things and we don't always deliver. God's promises to us, he always delivers. Never breaks his promise. It is an everlasting covenant. He said, I will make with them an everlasting covenant. I'll take that. Their descendants, your descendants, shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. And all who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I wonder if people say that about us. I wonder if people look at us and say, God is with them. They have joy in their faith, faces, in their hearts. He's blessing their posterity. Don't just think about material things. Don't think just about material riches. Blessings that last can be more, are more in the spiritual realm. So Isaiah said this. Jesus quotes it. Verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. You better have something that you're really happy about in the Lord today. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Be joyful. I'm going to share you just a quick little story. Joy in my heart. Bernie, ninth grader in high school. Try out for basketball. Not going to make it. No chance. They post the team in the gym. You know, that's a big day when they post the team. I'm sitting in class and somebody says, you need to run down to the gym. I run down to the gym. My name is on the list. Woohoo! I was happy. That was joy. I'll tell you another joyful time. 30 years ago, I was standing somewhere about here and some doors opened in the back of a church and this beautiful woman came in named Nadine. And I said, what? That's, good. That's my wife? And I tell you what, I have never, ever been more joyful than that. I st- man, I, can, I, I need to go back and experience that in my mind. Feel that joy. God says, I will greatly rejoice in the, in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. No matter how horrible things are in our journey, in our life, in our experience, we can have joy in the Lord. Now I'm going to get to the good stuff. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. You have salvation. If you believe in Jesus and love him, you've got it. If you want to be in heaven, he wants you to be there, it's done. Don't let Satan derail you with that. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. I will trade my dirty rags for his robe. Let's make a deal, Jesus. I'll take it. For your garments of salvation, take our filthy robes. You're like this one. As a bridegroom 
Bridegroom, not a bride, bridegroom. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments. I wore a tuxedo at my wedding. That's about the highest I've ever gone in dress. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with jewels, he will cover us with his garments of salvation, his robe of righteousness. I'll take that deal. I'll take it. And the last verse, for as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes that the things that are sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Okay, breaking news, like you hear every five minutes on the TV, everything's breaking news these days. Breaking news God is going to spring onto the history of this world in a way that's going to shock the nations. The nations think they're doing all these things, plans, long-term, that they've got it all figured out. God's going to jump in and say, surprise, I'll trade you eternal history for what you're going through. Okay, so here we go. Let's make a deal. Here's the things that God wants to give you. He's willing to give for you. The blood of Jesus for your sins. Deal. Forgiveness for your guilt, deal. I'll take this one. Peace for your fears. Peace for your fears. I'll share, you, I'll share a fear with you. This morning as I was coming over here, coming out of my office, I picked up my sermon folder. I was about halfway here and I looked in and it was a financial report. Can you imagine if I had gotten up here, Bernie, with a financial report? I would have been full of fear. God will give you peace for your fears. And I'll take this one, eternal life for death. I don't have a slide, Patty, but I do have the scripture in my mind, so don't worry about it. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is is eternal life. I'll take that trade. You take that trade? Eternal life for death. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. A garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. God says, let's make a deal. What do you say to God's offer? I say, deal. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are so willing to offer us so much, so generous, so kind, so forgiving. What you want is us, not things or possessions or buildings or clothes. You want us. Lord, we give you our heart today and we'll take all the things that you're willing to give us and in this world that is going insane we will find peace and joy in knowing you may we be a people in this crazy world that witnesses to a God who is willing to make a deal with everyone if they would just surrender and turn to him Amen